all three of us? No. You two, Zub, or, um, ugh, whatever. Us. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, that's nice. Use, use guys. Use guys. When are you coming to us? Weez. All right, and welcome to Beautiful Behind the Bunker. We are live in the show. Todd is not here. He was detained. He's in the trunk of a car while he was trying to cross the border into Tijuana. But this is Behind the Bunker live show number 451 and podcast 315. We are live here, and I'm joined with my one of my co-hosts, Gavin Sharma. Co-host and... Dare I say friend, Joseph? Friend and friend, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us from Behind the Bunker. It is Monday night, and you know what to do. What we beg of you each and every single Monday, it's like, and share, share, or if you're so inclined, start a watch party, because without Todd here, things are going to get a little risque. So make sure you hit like and share. It's going to get crazy tonight, my friends. And we're going to go over to Josh Zubizabrikis. <laughs> yes, I am so ronery tonight. I'm, I'm so the only ronery. one. I'm sharing the camera with um, Homer. Yeah. So, awesome. I'm um, glad you could join us on our show. Because tonight, it's not Todd's. And our show. In the production booth, we have Matt and Matt. They are there. I don't know if they have an image, but. No, we don't have a camera. Picture two guys sitting quietly <laughs> controlling computers and gizmos and, and, and so on and so forth. And we're going to talk about a few things tonight. We are going to talk about, we've got some residual. Um, team names we're going to talk about. Of course, we're going to do our fantastic reads. We have the topic, the hot button topic, which what don't you like about big games? We're going to talk about that tonight. We will go over uh, Red Dawn, which we hosted yesterday at Flag Raiders Paintball. This is the official brigade patch. Brigade! brigade. And we're going to take it out of the plastic and we're going to put it up on the patch wall shortly. So I'm going to turn you over to Gavin. He's going to talk about, do you have any mail time? I don't have any mail time today, oh, folks. Oh, dear. But uh, the, the postman did arrive, and it was an empty sack. And so I can't rip open my sack and read any of the correspondence you sent in. But, 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 uh, this is a live show, folks. So if you send in any questions in the live chat that we are monitoring right now, uh, we'll try to address that some point today on our mail time non-segment that's going on. Because Todd is not here, we are going to do a new segment. It's called What is in the Box? What's in the Box? What's in the Box? There so not be a severed head. It won't be a severed head. <laughs> What's in the box? The bottom's not even sealed, so there's. There better not be a head, in this box. So this is you can put up in the um in the chat. Guess what what's you, in the box? What's in the box? It's and we'll not show paint. you shortly. I'm going to take it out and I'll uh, show you guys. Oh, New segment. What's this in the box? This is going downhill fast. It is. You know what? Did, Go did ahead. you ever see the old Saturday Night Live skit? Which one? There's a about Gumby. There's a dip in this box. Yes, yeah, Justin okay. Timberlake right. and I, I didn't know if Joe had seen it. It was, I'm, I it was back in the day before Joe was allowed to stay up that late. Oh, that's true. So before we get into this, what is it? Oh, it wow. smells like fresh patch, fresh PVC. Uh, hold it for the camera so they can sniff it home. <laughs> this is where we're broadcasting in 4D as well, <laughs> so you'll be able to smell this if you guys scratch your monitors lightly. You'll be able to smell the scent of fresh PVC. This is the brigade patch. It's going on the wall. Boom. Ugh. 
All right, so we are a little disorganized this evening <laughs> because we just came off an amazing event at Flaggooters Paintball Games. Pardon me, I'm not laughing, I'm coughing. Uh, it, Red Dawn, the kickoff of the Wolverine. winter 2020 season. So, Joe, why don't you give us a little bit of a recap in terms of what the heck happened on Sunday? What the heck happened? We had uh, good pre-registration numbers. We had a decent number of walk-ons show up. We had some fantastic Frostbite winter paintballs. I got up in the morning and it was pretty bright, but it was minus 15 degrees Celsius. But the projected high was supposed to be five degrees Celsius. Um, the sun came out, people came out, people were smiling. We got the game going. There were some fantastic battles, lots of smoke. People had an opportunity after playing indoor all winter and only being able to hide behind structures and, and whatnot. They were able to get out. Pop smoke, throw smoke, use it for cover, and EG was everywhere, just like on my hoodie. <laughs> it's there. Somewhere on Somewhere your breast. Somewhere on, yeah. my, on my bosom. Anyway, so that, that was uh, uh, Red Dawn, and we, the Rebel team was led by Raptor from the Task Force Raiders, and the mm -hmm. Russian team was led by Tommy Gee uh, from the Northern Mercenaries. And then the battle went back and forth. Territory was held. Territory was lost. Lunchtime, we switched ends and respawned and, and, and a bit of the same. And there were some mini missions thrown in. It was a pretty successful day. I would say so. And the weather absolutely cooperated. Bright blue sky, sunny. Uh, we, a couple of days before, the southern Ontario was blanketed by, by snow. So it made for a great winter game. So the field was tough to traverse. Uh, but people... Dug in, built their own snowmen, built their own bunkers. Snow angels. They shot some paint. Do you remember that one year when we had Red Dawn? We'd, we'd had it with about six inches or 15 centimeters of snow. Then we got this freezing rainstorm, and there was a layer of, of, of frozen ice on top of the snow, about an inch and a half thick. You'd be running, and your foot would go through the ice, and you'd trip and fall. And you, everyone had bruised shins for days, but it was an epic epic battle as well there was less slipping and sliding this uh this uh, red dawn yeah um and i think everybody had a great time uh, yeah what was the last red dawn like minus 32 degrees or something cool. like celsius it was, it was pretty cool it was cold so the paint shot fantastic the sportsmanship was great and there was um yeah not a complaint that it could, could be had by anybody a solid day of ball in oh, southern great. ontario for winter but it just, it's encouraging to see um, what the season's going to look like. Uh, you know, people are chomping at the bit to get out and shoot some paint, and they they done did it. They done did it, Joseph. And that, that's true. <laughs> our, our night, they, they sure done it. I reckon they oughta. They reckon, I, reckon, I reckon they, they oughta. Our next event at the outdoor field is, of course, our Paint Fest, where we do free entry, free rental. That's Sunday, April 26th. So come on out for that. Bring a friend to play paintball. That's what we're encouraging equipment owners, regular players to bring a brand new person out to try paintball because the sport, we all dig the sport. If we could turn this into a, a global initiative, imagine if every paintball player out there brought one new person out that would do a lot for the growth of the sport. But I don't need to tell you guys because you all know about it. Uh, so let's move on to our next topic. Should we talk about the residual team names? I just want to quickly touch base with our friends, touch. the Mats. 
in the, the uh, production Everything's studio. Everything's fine. Just okay. yeah, carry on. Oh, right. yeah. Sure. He's making his hand signs like, hurry up, get me out yeah, of so here. Yeah, so everybody who's typing in the chat, screw you. Um, <laughs> We're aware of the situation. Yeah, Matt's aware of the situation. So. But he says it's fine. It's fine. We're going to move on and ignore you. Devin Schwartz says, rehire <laughs> Todd Ansich. Well, you know what? Why you got to be like that? Why you got to be like that? We're doing the best we can. Uh, Greg Hastings says, hi, dudes. You ain't never got no ladies on. Why is that? B. Young is coming on. She has confirmed she'll be on in a in, in a couple weeks. So B will with be her Missoula. There, With her Missoula. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about the residual of the team names. That was the topic uh, a couple weeks ago. And I'm going to start off with who's got something. Uh, Gabriel Cuball says, uh, or sorry, Ga- Gabriel Cuball O'Malley. Probably not Irish uh, at all in the slightest. Says uh, Daycare Rejects. Greg Muller, Sniper White and the Killer Dwarfs. That's, that's not bad. That's a good, that's Nelson a good. Breland says the Hayseeds. Uh, Greg Muller again, five-piece chicken dinner. Winner, uh, winner, delicious. winner. Delicious. <laughs> delicious. We had Gus's? a... We need a Gus's fried chicken <laughs> one. We had a three-piece dinner at Gus's with your choice of several different sides from... Coleslaw, the mac and cheese. I had some fried fries. okra, some, some okra. fried Col- green tomatoes. I had some yep. collard, collard greens. They were pretty fantastic. Do you fantastic. Know, uh, the mac Why and do you keep saying really it good. like that? Because that's what it is, collard. <laughs> no, it's how Milo would say it. <laughs> All right. um, He's going to wear a collard shirt. I did notice Mad Frog had put up a video the other day, and I, I kind of regret not doing this, but he was using his uh, plastic... Um, Gus's fried I chicken cup, I and I was like, oh, I should have got one because I, like, what are the chances are we're ever going to Memphis? I to would, get, you know what? I would take a trip down there if I could. Just to I get would Gus's risk fried chicken. trying to steal one out of the restaurant because it was that good. No, I think you got it anyways when you bought it. I have it a cut. The plastic really? One? I didn't yeah. take it yeah, with you, me. You should have. They were free. Son of a bitch. They give them to you <laughs> so you take them and you use them when you're doing your podcast. See, I never got one because I always ordered uh, a 40. 40 ounces. <laughs> there, so. 40 ounces. You know what? Beer. Oh, my God. I'm participating in this derailment about food for fire <laughs> You see that? You feel that rope? Just pull <laughs> yeah. you right on that locomotive. All right. Okay. Team yeah. names. Team names. Oh, team names. All right. Uh, hey, uh, sure. Zach Streetly says, members only. Yes. Great no, team name. <laughs> I'm not sure if we read this one last time, but Melvin... Yogi Cole says, played with a group of guys that called themselves the Om Nom Nomnovores. Patrick Wade, sex apron. Oh, what? That's what what that says, isn't it? I I believe you, but I'm just trying to figure out what the hell a sex apron is. I don't know. Sex apron. I'm curious now. Is it like an apron with pockets? Yes. So you can be naked and still have a place to put your hands? Maybe then it's got a hole cut out for your apparatus to. And Trenton Mark mm. Webb, uh, team name, creepy. feel the paint. Oh, Josh, speaking of sex apron, Josh Ridner, nine-inch males. Nine-inch <laughs> Oh, okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, George Hay, <laughs> ask, hey. ask a question in the chat. How's my spot or my Shopify flask? That was confiscated by T- TSA that I had no idea until like a really? couple of weeks ago. Really? Yeah, you know that square flask? Yeah. yeah. It was in my it was in my carry-on, goes through the screening, so my hand sanitizer in a little bag came out and did all my laundry, so I realized the other day, holy shit, I packed that and it disappeared. They really? took it. They took it. Didn't yeah. take mine. Well, yours was used, mine was brand new. That's weird. Anyway, oh, right? Yeah. Screw you, George Hay. Um, <laughs> Salt in the wound. Derek James, ATV hey. accuracy through volume. They don't live 
far from here Shopify. Maybe we can get Gavin. I, I have one. an email. I'm gonna go get some yeah. stick stickers from my and, a new, and, and a new flask. And a new flask for Gavin or three or four. Right. Get him a whole case. Get a case of they flask. seem to have lots left over. Yeah, uh, Brian Foster in the Facebook chat says, "Smells like Team Spirit." <laughs> oh. uh, Dean, uh, Dean, oh, sorry, Dan, Sean Donahoe says, "Shut up, we're trying." Nice, I uh, like that. Brian Waltz uh, team name is Each Hit. So once the announcer reads it out it loud, it gets <laughs> yes. better and better. It's sort of like the Mike Hunt. Yes. Uh, d- David Veldoff says the Ball Busters. Oh. That's pretty good. Jimmy Churchill says, hey. Uh, we're special thanks to uh, George Hay, who came up yesterday and helped um, administer the brigade, brigade. brigade patches yep. for all the brigade members that were out, as well as helped chronograph and uh, did American things while in Canada. That's right. So that was all right. So it was I'm weird. He was measuring all his liquid in ounces. Yes, I know. He's sort of switching, <laughs> switching back and forth. So uh, this doesn't quite fit because it was a team name that didn't make it. But Heath Hawkins says he tried to call his team the Orphan Cripplers, but his teammates weren't having <laughs> any <laughs> of Better luck next time, Heath. Better, better luck next time. Well, where, where else do you go after paraplegic turtles? Oh, you guys keep talking. I'm going to slowly but get this thing organized. With that, with that uh. team, Dale Price actually had a prosthetic leg. A what? That's why they named the team. Oh, Bear. yeah. Yes. So, yeah, so yeah. What, what's in the box? That's you guys right. keep talking about your team names. All right, team I was going to play a game. What's gonna, in my box? What's in the oh, box? You I, know what? Um, I'm not going to read this, but Dennis Terrence, shame on you. Shame, shame on shame. you. Shame. Shame. It is so bad I can't even say it in the after show. Shame on you. Uh, Ryan McGee in the chat says, Sons of OxyClean. <laughs> nice. That's okay. Yeah. All right. James Hockey says too many gingers. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, they have one. One would be sufficient. <laughs> I'm uh, Zoe Tankersley. Hi y'all. Hi y'all. Uh, says Destiny. We. That's a given. Yeah. Zoe from Texas. Wolf Critchlow says his favorite team name is Taste My Skittles. <laughs> All right, here we are. This is what was oh, in the this box. This is in Joe's box. This is the brand new Tipman Stormer Elite. It is a dual. Ma- it can be mag fed or hopper fed. It takes the Tipman TMC mags. Has wicked awesome flip up sights. Multi adjustable stock. A very nice ergonomic foregrip. It's pretty badass it in canadian dollars it retails for 245 dollars if this doesn't get some more people into paintball i don't know what what will there's three variants there's a stormer basic that just has a foregrip it's it's hopper fed there's a stormer tactical that has a collapsible stock shroud foregrip and it's hopper fed and both the tactical and the elite have these flip up sights Pretty cool. And the front shroud's quick disconnect. The front shroud just slides off for cleaning. It's 98 threaded. It's all polymer construction. I'd say it's pretty badass. And it's got a good weight here. You can hold all it. All the parts that are on here, you if you say buy the basic, because that's all you can afford at the curtain time, throughout time and birthday parties and Christmas money and all that stuff, you can buy all the extra that's on here. So you don't have to start off on the Elite. You can actually move up from there. 
but you know you're going to. So just do it anyway. Yep. Yeah, you buy just it. Anyway. Get the whole shebangling right you from the get go. Hold it. Careful, it doesn't destock because it's not screwed in. Sorry, Anthony Tucci. No love for the five one eight Ninja Squad. No, no love at all. That's my ninja We're dog. actually from the five one nine Ninja Squad. Yeah. So what area code is five one eight? Where's that? So I'm uh. kind of liking this. Uh, the price point is fantastic. Even if you parted it out, uh, the cost alone. Uh, it, it's fantastic. So again, Joe, you're right, getting people into the sport. But one of the things I had considered, and hopefully feels do as well, if you were looking to get into rental, rental MagFed, uh, this is a great marker for you to do so. I think so. So anyway, guys, this is the Tipman Stormer Elite, and it fits in a paint box. So the new segment is what's in the box. This is what's in the box. I will disassemble Ew. it, and I will actually pass it down to the mat. So it he wasn't a penis. It was not a oh. penis, but it, fi okay. but taken apart, it fits in a box. Maybe GI will include a small suitcase, so you can be like a CIA or a Secret Service operative and carry your Tipman Stormer Elite to the field in a case. Would not be novel. Anyway, guys, what's our? What are we going to talk about next? We talked a little bit about food. We talked about Red Dawn. We talked about a new product, the Tipman Stormer Basic and Tactical. We should probably inform folks that uh, BTV also has a YouTube channel. We're on Instagram. Of course, we do a podcast. And, and a you podcast can find us on all those there, and you can harass us 24 hours a day. Go ahead. All you send, want. Just send a message. spam message that junk on there. As long as you like and share the show, you're okay to do that. If you don't, then, of course, we're going to find you and block you for like an hour. Because we Maybe. can't lose any viewers. Because we can't lose any viewers or listeners when we do the podcast. Should we talk yeah, about like la last week we sent out uh, the question, what is the biggest turnoff about tur big games? Biggest turnoff yep. or what don't you like about big games? So we each have all, several sheets. Yeah, and all you complaining pants were all over that. So here we go. Here we go. That's a hot button issue. Yeah, first one comes in from Rich Telford. This is uh, tough guys dropping f bombs and bullying people. Oh yeah, baby. I don't care if you cheat. Suck at playing big games. Are just for fun. Don't be a penis. There you go. Agreed. Uh, JP East, uh, bad paint at a markup price. Like guys, we paintball fields and play people putting on paintball events. Uh, need to mark up paint to make money because it's the idea of being in business. I, I don't think any paintball manufacturers gouge anybody any more for big games or an event. And often bringing in people, getting props and stuff costs a lot of money. So you keep that in mind. Um, next one is only one or no objectives during the day, deathmatch only. Um, games that are separated with pauses between games, big games should not be should be continuous all day if it's not because it's not organized properly it just doesn't have enough objectives um shane richter says half-assing the field for a big game uh he recalls one game where they just flipped over picnic cables for bunkers boo earns that's no good and zoe tankersley hi y'all uh, it's, good to, it's good to see you chiming in again. Uh, some some of her complaints are understaffing, thieves, going up, uh, but the gameplay field is not improving. 
so just basically not evolving the game and the infrastructure or anything like that. So I would agree, Zoe, a couple of people have said that as well, but the thievery, uh, so you can't leave your gear around or drop a mag or a pod without somebody picking it up and taking it as their own. Uh, so yeah, so the thievery has made uh, big games uh, less appealing to most. Uh, William T. Forbes, players that can't leave the party at the campsite, players that take things way too seriously to game people. That's a pretty common theme. Yep. Um, fools that forget to hydrate. If you're playing paintball, especially in the summer months, guys, make sure you hydrate. Even start two or three days ahead of time. It's We've had several incidents where people are dehydrated, they're cramping up, they're not drinking properly, they get lightheaded. Just start drinking water or a Gatorade or some sort of pickle fluid. juice. Pickle juice, even pickle you know, juice. a week ahead of time, just so you're hydrated moving into the day. Yeah, Elliot Darnow said the same thing. Uh, not the hydration part, but uh, people who act like it's real war. We're here for uh, to have fun, so calm down. Uh, Jordan Weidenhaft says, "E celebs." Hmm. That's it. Hmm. That's it. Well, actually, he said in a lack of real scenario objectives. Uh, um, I have one question about that. What's not a real scenario objective? Mm, ask him. Well, it depends on the theme of the scenario. I think you could have, I, I don't know, I guess. I guess if they send you to get a stick from a tree, maybe that or would. Ask you to go fly a kite. Go country. That was an objective. He had to that go was a, not a kite. That was a UAV. A UAV. And he and had, had a porpoise. He had to fly it for 30 seconds and not have it shot down. That was, were, I didn't want to send a drone it worked. up. It worked drones very well. Even, it was a smart even, idea. It was you fun. You couldn't even get drones. Remember the one year we had the, um, I don't know what it was, but we you had to get the weather balloon ups and you had to get the um, high uh, helium and fill the, the weather, weather balloon, balloon yeah. and get the weather balloon to go up and launch it. That's the same idea. Uh, yeah, Mike, that was fun. Mike Holstrom in the chat says, overly confusing or poorly posted objectives. And Dave Bridges Player says, uh, it's, a, it's a number of things. Uh, basically cheating. So uh, people that crony then proceed to turn up their markers as soon as they hit the field. Boo earns. Uh, people who scream, get out or you're gone the instant they hit someone. It's just annoying. Give them a second. Calm down, Rambo. That's a lot of... Um, and also, here's another guy, Tim Rob, Rob Rains. Expensive or garbage paint, of course. Um, m m most field operators try to get something very good for, for, the, for an event. You know, you, the last thing you want is to have bad paint for an event. Um, and the guys who talk trash... Um, trying to get someone out. Check yourself, sweetheart. Get it. Get the yeah. f out of the game. That there's no need for that, guys. It is. It's like Rich Telford said. It is a fun. It is a fun day. So just you know, don't chirp people to get them off the field. You want to just you know keep everybody moving along. Uh, whenever I shoot Gavin in the goggles, I like to scream across the field. Check your face. <laughs> Check your face. No. And Greg says uh, he produces games. Uh, trying to staff a game with good people when players don't pre-register. Uh, yes. Yeah, that's true. You, it, yeah, don't complain about refs and they're not being enough. If you're a guy who sits at home, you're like, oh, I guess the weather's okay. Mom, can you give me a ride to the field now? No. Pre-reg. Show pre up when you're supposed to. It, it's, it's a big game. It, certainly, it, it helps with all kinds of logistics if you pre-register. It helps to... Uh, organized staff. It helps do your paint numbers. It just uh -huh. overall, it helps an awful lot if you pre-register. Just you know, the field it helps the field operators uh, a lot. 
if you can pre-register. Just keep that in mind. Uh, ben Painter pulls this one out. This is one of my favorite ones. I was surprised I actually didn't see it on here once. Uh, getting 3K or less fill on your 4,500 tank. Nothing kills your day more than walking up there with your 6845 going, hey, look, I just got enough air to shoot one pod. Or donating air back to the main. Yeah, that, oh, that's no. Oh, yeah. How did I? How did I come up with less no, air? <laughs> nothing gets worse than going on the field with your forty-five. You look and you're like, oh, I'm at three. Let me top up before I go. And you get your gun back and you're like, two point five. What the hell happened? <laughs> uh, yes, sir. Um. So Flip Wilson says, uh, not so much the game, but paying for campsites especially ones that don't have water or electric hookup or porta johns yeah that's true we we um we're we're pretty fortunate at fly greeters we have we um we're on the bingham's uh property and they have 450 service campsites they have showers if, if you have an rv or a trailer you can bring it in and get a full full service um campsites and that that's just you know five yurts, and all, anyway. yurts shipping yeah. container um cabins and that's just it. about 500 meters from from our field so it's fantastic we don't un unfortunately we don't allow any on-site parking just for that reason because bingamans has campsites that are very reasonably priced and we usually get a discount uh for camping and plus just one street over from us there's a myriad of hotels um, restaurants and everything you need as well as a brewery but across the street that has an awesome patio. Not only that, Bingaman Park, for those who, who don't know, is not just a campground. It's actually a water park as well. And so if you're camping there, you can actually play a big game, go rinse off some dirt and paint, and then go into the water park. And if you bring the family, you can, they've got mini golf and in, indoor um, entertainment center for bowling kids and bowling and, yeah. balls. Boston pizza in the bowling alley yeah, right there. Say, if you want to be efficient, time. you don't even have to clean your gear. You go down the water slide in full gear. <laughs> you're golden for the next day. You're just like a Hello, seal. Uh, B. Young is saying, hi, Matt. Hashtag no fun. Uh, yeah, I'm no fun at all. <laughs> Going back to what you were saying earlier, Joe. Did I hear you properly? Um, no. That Bingaman's rents out sea cans that you can camp in? Yeah. Bingaman's has Converted sea, sea, can. sea can camping, and they call it glamping, and they have air conditioning, a, a, a large picture window. Some of them have a deck on top. It's not like human trafficking where there's, you know, like, yeah. like, like coyotes yeah, in they there. Don't, they, don't lock you, they, don't lock you, they don't lock you in it. In <laughs> the middle of the night, just beep, around. beep, beep. It's and it converted. It's on a weird angle, and you there's beds, wake up in a new place. There's amenities. And they, yes. have, they have cabins. They have yurts. They have camp grounds they have uh, all kinds all of right. different things just yeah i thought i missed yeah, no, shipping can containers. all right so biggest turn off uh we have Bertel wallowitz says when there's only marketing and you do not get what you pay for for some of the big games so sure. when it's all hype uh -huh. and no action all hype and no action let's move along do you have any uh, more josh i have yeah i've got uh, a pretty lengthy one from mitch we said what's your pet peeve and mitch actually sent in four but I will read some of them because some of them are pretty good. Uh, he says, number one, players not listening or paying attention to the rules. That's definitely, definitely, definitely important because there are a lot of games that have a lot of different rules. And it's important to know, you know, what the mercy rule is, whether gun hits and, and stuff count at the start of the game. So always pay attention. He says, Chrono, your damn marker appropriately. That's yeah, right, buddy. We've had Simon on this show. We've had tons of people on the show that will say anything over like 280 to 300 is just ridiculous. Simon, I believe, says most markers operate the best at 275. I believe that's correct. 
So if you're going over that, or you're that guy out there with a set of Allen keys, screw you, you suck. Yeah. George Hayes says, wash Missoula before using a water slide. Interesting. <laughs> yes. Uh, he says, number three, uh, goggles were appropriate. Goggles for paintball, not from AliExpress or Wish we, or somewhere else. We're, we're getting, as, as Amazon shopping and online shopping becomes more and more um, commonplace, we're getting lots of people show up with these obscure looking goggles that they say that they bought on Amazon because they were paint they said they're paintball and airsoft approved just because somebody typed something on the internet doesn't mean it's approved you have to think you know people are shooting at you with a paintball that's traveling you know upwards of 280 feet per second use only approved eyewear that was designed for paint why would you skimp on that purchase why? honestly why would you skimp and, you know, you, <laughs> look at me you, i'm saving seven dollars yeah, no you, you're not you, you idiot know, it's that you don't you don't wear dental floss or put saran wrap over your eyes while you're playing airsoft you know you want to protect your eyes you only have two of them so let's let's you know let's use some common sense if one of your friends says or uh, says they're buying a particular off-market goggle or eyewear off the internet tell them whoa whoa wait and point them in the right direction half the time people don't know it's kind of like when we were at paintball extravaganza, extravaganza extravaganza and we were sitting in one of the um meetings with uh someone from google and we were talking someone said well you know you they were moms search for paintball markers well the average mom nope. looking for a paintball marker doesn't know it's called a marker she searches for a paintball gun. It's our job as the industry. Once someone gets into the sport, to to educate them that you know we try not to call it a gun and we try to downplay it. You know, you could call it a shooter or a blaster or even a marker or what have you. But just that, that's you know, point people in the right direction if you if you see someone struggling. As an industry, can we just call them face melters? <laughs> yes. Face Sounds a little bit more appropriate. Yes, face melters. But it, okay, slide aside, and no, this is off topic, but no. I didn't have an opportunity to bring it up at the extravaganza, extravaganza state of the industry. We are really disadvantaged as an industry using the mediums of Facebook and Instagram, which is owned by Facebook, and eventually everything will be event. That you can't use gun, you can't show a trigger. Like you're limited in terms of what you can advertise and promote on those mediums, uh, simply because they lump that all in with firearms. And so, which I, I think as an industry we need to do better advocacy. And I, I don't know how to begin with that. Which I don't understand. Okay, I I I get the fact to a certain degree that they go, it's a gun. We don't want to promote the sales of guns. Okay, world's most popular video games in the last couple of years. Call of Duty, Battlefield, Fortnite. You're going to tell me a kid's going to get desensitized because he sees a picture of a paintball marker on Facebook when that kid probably owns all three of those video games and plays on a daily basis. I, it, I, it drives I, me I insane. I get that, and I guarantee the executives at uh, Facebook and, and uh, Instagram, their they kids probably, are doing the exact same they, thing, too. They may be gun owners themselves for whatever reason. There is policy that prevents us from advertising uh, on these mediums like that. And it, I just don't know how to educate those, uh, those so who have the power. if anybody listening to the podcast or watching the show knows somebody at, at Facebook, one of these social media platforms, that would be worth having the industry as a whole approach 
approach some of these social media magnates and say, hey, what can we do? How can we make, how can we get this out there? Is there something we can do and agree on as social media platforms and as an industry so that we can help promote and grow the sport, promote safely and grow the sport to get kids out of the house? Because so one thing we know, it's it's at least a free medium in terms of advertising. You could spend money for promotion, but if we are disadvantaged in terms of not being able to do so, click a link to your products in your store, click a link to things that you're selling, or uh, even advertising your field, you have to be pretty limited in terms of what you can do. Um, it, it, it's detrimental to growing our sport. I really do think so, and making it accessible to people who have that medium in their hand at, the, at home. So I just don't know. Please, type in the chat. Send an email to showbehindthebunker.com. How do we come together collectively as a as an industry to advocate to challenge their policy so that we're able to grow it in a way on this medium? Sa so. Safely grow it in a way and promote safely. Yeah, um, and David in the chat forum says it's because it's on the rules of paintball guns are considered uh, under firearms, which right. we understand. We've had that conversation before, but it's one of those things like, why is it there? Why is it there? Oh, that's how, what we how want do you, to know. How do you, how do you, build, yeah, how do you, how do you get it all? That and yeah. How do you educate uh, the policymakers so that it it becomes accessible to field owners, to sh uh, to shops, uh, to individuals, to um, be able to use this medium to which has a, a tremendous amount of reach, but we're limited in terms of how we can use that. Do you think it's because we are so closely related to airsoft that we have that sort of negative? I, I, I don't know, but I would love to hear the rationale behind that and how we can challenge that and educate uh, those who have the power to change the algorithms. And there's uh, probably and, more and, people playing. There's probably more people participating in airsoft globally than there is playing paintball. At this yeah. point, I would say yes. I would agree. Yeah, but is it isn't paintball banned in Japan or something uh, like I that? I originally, I, originally, I believe yeah. there are a couple fields now, but that's you know if you think of. Uh, where airsoft originated in in Asia and whatnot, where where the where the gun laws are quite strict and people cannot own real firearms, this would be the next an airsoft uh, shooter or propeller would blaster would be the next best thing to owning a real firearm, and yeah. that's face where we face melter, face that, melter, you're right, thank you, Matt. Melter, um, pockmark maker, that's. Um, that's where you know airsoft got it started and then sort of it, it came it came to north america and europe that that way so you know i think um I, I didn't want to derail the segment of the show but it's something that really really grind my gears really bothered me uh because i know a lot of fields depend on cheap or free advertising and many fields are already on the social media platform so how yeah. can we i mean and they depend on users they really do depend on users so they can sell their own advertisement. So how can we um, have a reciprocal or mutual relationship where we both benefit? I so think that that would be that would be um, something that you would sit down with the policymakers at Facebook. We need to arrange a meeting with with these as advocates for the sport to to talk to them and see what they would they they would suggest and how we could do it. And you know, social media currently is really the one of the only forms of advertising or marketing that you could do back when flag raider started you know 30 something years ago you were uh, you had yellow page advertising that's how you marketed and advertised 
you know, to the masses was through the yellow pages. There was pe- and also people were doing newspaper advertising, but the yellow pages, as we know it, don't exist anymore. And most people, uh, nope, they do most well, online, but not. No, I got a uh, paper copy in my mail last week. Oh, we we don't we don't. I la- I laughed because I got home from extravaganza. I looked in the mailbox, and there was this yellow pages. The reality is we have, we're, we're a global weird. sport, right? So how can we collectively use our voice and our influence as consumers of social media to influence some policy that makes it much more accessible for for field owners, for players, uh, for anybody to promote our sport, to sell our goods, to uh, have a larger reach? Um, that basically it's short-sighted and ignorance that's preventing us uh, from from tapping into these uh, these markets or these mediums, sorry. That's something that's something would be discussed at, at an extravaganza type venue, but I, I don't know if if the sport can wait another year to no, have, it's have a, you know, some av- advocacy. But I, I mean, think I, I, Joe, you're a field owner, but you know, even chatting with other field owners around the world, people are really really struggling to to grow the sport, to grow their own market, to bring people in the door, uh, and we know that people are using social media. Um, to do all the research, right? To not just Google, right? You're, you're, you're searching on all these platforms. So, But um, then that goes back to us or as, as players. You know, if we're trying to get, you know, the sport allowed to be shown in on, on social media, paintball players can't do silly things like show shirtless welt shots and... Um, shoot people with no shirts on for fun you know that just goes against what you know what we're trying to promote you know safe use of of paintball markers as as a sport or leisure activity so just you know we have to really it's a slippery slope and there's a fine line of what what you can show and what you can't show just you know also are we disadvantaging ourselves from trying to separate ourselves from the gun manufacturers the gun market a tremendous amount of influence and money behind them in terms of marketing and advocacy and um, political power. Political power. So, do we piggyback on on, on them as a shooting sport as well? Right? Yeah, it's sure. called it, call it the NRA tomorrow. See if they'll take on PayPal for us. Well, I, we could have talked to Charlton Heston, but he's gone back to um, his hands are cold. His and hands dead. are cold. Yes. So <laughs> there you go. But I'll bet donuts to dollars you still got that shotgun in there. Speaking <laughs> speaking of things that aren't cold and dead, Matt, why don't you tell us a little bit about Planet Eclipse? Oh, that was an okay segue. <laughs> okay. It was okay. The okayest. <laughs> Planet Eclipse, which is the creators of incredible tournament paintball markers, soft goods, and gear, the winningest markers in paintball. Now innovators in mechanical actions, including the new M70-170R and MG100 MagFed Marvel. EG is the world's leading manufacturer of smoke grenades, thunder flash, airsoft, and paintball grenades for use in theater, film, photography, and of course paintball. Pull a tab at your next event. Hashtag pop smoke. They also make awesome textiles, as they call them. <laughs> Textile approved. Uh, Arabs are proudly made in the USA. Their thick welded seams, stainless steel hardware, multiple color options, and layouts are available. 2020 is here, so get your 2020 fields now. Ask for full color printing and custom logo options. Customize your next field with Arabs. Ruthless Paintball Products caters to both professional players, weekend warriors, and podcast foodies including the hoodie I'm currently wearing, and Gavin. They have set a new level of paintball playing apparel. You can 
head over to their website now and use our promo code BTB15 to get 15% off all their products. And more than just swabs and pads, Exalt is a way of life. Available at certain retailers, fields, shops, and shows. Tournament ready, battle proven, Exalt. In the beginning, you've fallen of a tree. You stumble down a rocky cliff. You wade chest deep through Need a mosquito-infested bog. Then you realize you're surrounded. It's party time. You own a Tipman. Now combined Empire, JT Tipman, V-Force. You get the world's largest distributor of everything paintball. GI Sports. Now manufacturers of the Stormer. DLS Technologies, the manufacturer of the Lux Paintball oh. Marker. I'm sorry. <laughs> Come as on, well Matt. as other, pro other great products lines is the SP Shocker, God Ad Gog Enemy, and the Freak Barrels. Oh, a longtime manufacturer of paintball gear. They have a product you can trust and a product that is outstanding. You know what I'll do for 50 years? El Tama has proudly carried militaries from across the globe through every challenging environment, including malls, jungles, deserts, urban battle zones. Make Altama your next paintball, airsoft, or everyday shoe. Or look for Altama, Original SWAT, and First Tactical at a leading retailer near you. Now, not all the ninjas wear black or Altama Aww. boots. With advanced colorways and coatings, adjustable regulators, remote lines, fill stacing, hydro testing, and so much more. Ninja products have what it takes to keep you out in the front and always in the game. And do not forget, they are made in America. America. Uh, so what were we talking about before? We were, we were talking, talking about, about pet peeves from big games, and we should probably do our own. Do you have one? I do. My biggest pet peeve for games, and this is probably going to be controversial, so I'm going to say it. Don't do it I now. I want to. We're going to lose viewers. I think the worst part about big games are medics. Well, really? Because Tell me more. The essence of paintball in and itself is to use a paintball marker to shoot somebody and hit them. And then that person is then out. Please explain okay. the game to me. <laughs> if you have a big game where you have a medic, <laughs> it increases <laughs> frustration exponentially when you look and you're like, I hit that guy. I hit Matt on the elbow. He chicken wings all the time. It's dangling <laughs> out the side all the time. I hit him on the elbow. And then all of a sudden, bam, out comes that elbow. And it's got wiped paint on it. And it's like, oh, what the heck? Like, I hit him in the elbow. I can see it from here. He wiped it. And then you find out he's got a medic there. In one of the best large big game scenario events that I've played at, there was no medics. All it was was a simple, you're hit, you're out, you walk back to a tag up station or a field hospital, and you walk back in and you're back in the foray. I think it helped a lot. One with the frustration because people got hit and it was like, okay, I'm gonna go walk 45 seconds that way. I'm gonna tag back in, I'm gonna be back in the game. Sometimes you lost the building that you're in. No big deal. I'll start at the next one, work my way back up there. The game flowed so well that day, and not a single person complained about the other team not calling hits and doing this and doing that. And it, I think it really just changed the way the big game was thought about, and it flowed really well, and nobody complained about it. What about having limited medics, maybe one or two per team? That gets complicated. Because well, all it takes is one medic to not be on the field? Correct. So that happens all the time, and then you have one team without yes. medics at all. So I do like mobile respawn areas, or or respawn to, um, or yeah. you've got some local team that's running around as a crew. They've local. got one medic, some yeah, some Yoko local local. team <laughs> who runs around with one medic, and all of a sudden they're sweeping everybody off the field. And it's like, okay, they got some guy who knows exactly what they're doing, and they got a medic on their team. And quite often, more than not, I mean, Gavin can attest to this. I'm sure we all can. 
50 percent of those meta cards go to who little timmy got dropped off by his mom and sitting there going i'm a medic and then he runs around for part of the day and then he sits in the staging area drinks gatorade eats hot dogs in bonbons so uh, repping big games i do know that's a huge frustration for players when they don't recognize there's a medic in a building and you've seen the break and all of a sudden yep. buddy comes back clean and you can hear the tempers flaring uh, people getting really really upset and so as a rep you can't say hey there's a medic there so i checked yes you hit him it broke he's still playing why do you think he's still playing <laughs> i don't know this game sucks <laughs> i red dawn we used medics again because it was cold and it was hard i i've adopted the and i i, I believe it's reasonably successful the the bandage every every player in their player pack <laughs> gets a, a cotton piece of bandage i wish i could afford white team tags but i can't so we have to get a piece of um, show needs a sponsorship <laughs> we need a sponsor. <laughs> everyone got a piece of white cotton um tourniquet and that would give them one hit so if you're playing and you get shot you can get one of your teammates to put your medic armband on and you can carry on your second your next shot you have to go back to the respawn or the mash unit and carry on if you get a hit in the head regardless of where you're out of that and you have to go back to the mash unit because that's the only place you can get uh, your life back is to go to the mobile surgical hospital or you can leave the field and check back in again so, so what happens to the tourniquet if you come out of a mash then you take it you off take it off and put, and it, put back it back in your it? pocket okay yeah. you could reuse it radar is there for you on ties you can you can you can you can reuse you can reuse it's not actually stopping the bleeding like you could take it off again but it 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 boggles my mind. How does this work? It's I, a I'm, miracle of science. I'm, I'm with Matt. I think it's the worst idea ever. Why? Because <laughs> despite what Joe told me, he handed it to me and he said, do not lose this. Two minutes later, no idea where it went. People, and no, you, know, we, we, you can't get angry at Joe because you can't tie a damn knot. <laughs> if we had, sure? If we had Velcro from Team Tags, then it would be fine. But Look at you pushing for a sponsorship. <laughs> you know, it doesn't need to be two-inch thick stuff. It could be three-quarter inch or a half inch as long as people can I put this turn on. I get this image of some kid as a medic running around with like a mitt full of these things and then just being found in the field later on, like tied up in like an awkward circle. Like, help, please please like a web yeah all right so joe for big games for you what is a big turnoff for you let's say as a player and at i i think two-part question do, doing one as a player two as a game producer i guess it's hard i haven't played a big game for a while i guess i have it's just not knowing exactly um where your missions and objectives are but then you know, if you're if you're writing a big game, or even if you're playing in a big game, there's a percentage of the players that just want to engage each other. They just, just want to shoot yep. paint. They just want to be with their friends and shoot paint. There's another percentage of, of, of players that will help run a mission and conduct a mission, but then they still want to shoot paint. Then there's this very small component of players that actually want to complete the mission. Um, so it's rare then that goes back to it's very hard to design and write a game because you have to take that into consideration and when you're writing a scenario game you know you want to encourage firefights and it's like physics every action has a reaction so you want to encourage firefights 
maybe one one team each mission goes this way or part of a squad goes this way where the, where their mission is a, a give me or it's a wild goose chase or the the pow went they rescue was liberated hours before or what have you but there's always you want to encourage a firefight but it, it's really tough and you know years ago when we would we would do up the teams and divide the teams you'd be sitting there going well these guys can go to this guy because they're aggressive but it doesn't happen you really have to pretty much divide the team up and then throughout the day you, you may have to make some subtle adjustments so the teams are even it's tough because you want everyone to have a good time so you want to don't you don't want to constantly call airstrikes and, right. and move players back because there's always choke points in every every field because the entry points and the way the fields are designed it's it's a tough it's a tough go so ralph hauser in the uh in the chat says loading one side with newbies but with reg registration people showing up, sometimes you don't know who newbies are, right? They have gear. You don't know if they're going to play or not, right? And, and you've got all these guys that, you know, you've got guys that are seemingly high experienced, but yet they're they're long ballers. You don't know. You can't take everyone's resume and go, well, he, he can go up. He can be on front, and these guys are mid players, and these guys are back players, and these guys are run missions. You just really have to hope that the weather's great and the paint you've ordered is fantastic and everybody has a good time and you can get 4,500 fills and 3,000 fills and you don't run out of paper towels. I think that'd be a great topic for another episode is what would you put on your paintball resume? Yes, yes, that's a good idea. What would you well, you're the producer, sure. Well, whatever. No, yeah, no, you're talking <laughs> Whatever, brother. it's our no, show. That's a, you know what? That's a good idea. We could write that down. What would you, what would you put on your resume? That would be an interesting... Um, an interesting topic. Yeah, I'm just thinking out loud over here. Yeah, you know. no, it's, that's okay. really good. I'm going to write that down. So for I me... Have a, I have a, a whole glass full of hotel pens. <laughs> Hyatt hotel Hyatt, pens. Yeah. Not just Hyatt. hotel pens. Well, not, Hyatt yeah. hotel the pens. Ones that, the ones that they had at the um, Crown Plaza in Memphis didn't have any ink in them. <laughs> no, um, they did that. So <laughs> those, those hey, ones, the one in our room was green. I know How that. weird is that? They were green, green ink. ink. They, were full yes. of, they were full that of lead. Actually, that was actually mold. They were full of oh. lead. <laughs> <laughs> what would you put... What would you... I don't have to talk out loud. You guys yeah, actually write it okay, down. So, That's cool. uh, for me, um, I'm going to say it's the same answer as a... As a player of big games and as a referee of big games as well, my number one complaint, what really turns me off, jackasses. 100% <laughs> jackasses. Uh, I know a number of people listed that, the people who are screaming down refs, screaming down players, okay. overshooting, uh, just cheating. Uh, that really ruins a whole event for me when you have a bunch of jackasses. And sometimes they're organized teams who show up just to be jackasses, and I can't stand that. So as a ref, Part of the jack acidness, jack assery, uh, jack assery, is when you have players screaming, "Check him! I hit him!" and they're expecting me to run across the whole field to check a leg that they thought they may have hit. Um, you know what? Referees are on the field; they could potentially do paint checks, but they're not your personal referee. They're not going to run around, follow you around, and check the other person that you're firing down range at. Uh, they're there for safety. They're there to monitor the the game and the flow and direct people. But they're certainly not there to catch every cheater. You know what? If you're going to be a cheater, if you're going to be that jackass, stay home. The field does not want your business at all. Stay, stay home. Stay be a home. Eater. No, <laughs> yes. not only the field doesn't want your business. Paintball in general doesn't want your doesn't business. Doesn't need it. Nobody cares if your team shows up and wins MVP award. Okay. 
You want to like I want to see an MVP team be the one that brings five new players out to paintball and then plays the entire day with them. That's an MVP team to me. In the end of the like, day, like the the individual players not going home with a trophy, they're not going home with a ribbon, they're not going home with a handshake. It's you bragging like rights. You know what? So everybody's there for a good time. If you're not going to be there for a good time, if you're going to be there to be a jackass, stay freaking home and do something else. Donkey. You know Donkey. Yeah. You know what? Nobody wants to be around them. That Nobody would be the team name, Donkeys. Potentially. So that's my that's my rant both as a player and as a uh, as a referee. I'm both in both incidents. I'm there to have a good time as well. I want to make sure the players are having a good time. I'm all about sportsmanship. So if you want to be a jackass, you want to scream, you want to think you're a tournament player on a recreational field, Stay home. There's no business or place for you on the field. Yeah, if you're just out there ruining little Timmy's day, who's the first time ever playing paintball, you know what? You just go home. Just and there's, really, there's, there's just no, go home. you know what? Just, I'm usually the first in a dead box, too. There's no shame in being hit. Damn. All right. Great shot. Great Move shot, on. Carry on. And you know what? Wiping, whining, cheating. There's no business. That, that, that's not paintball. Stay freaking home. Play video games. Do something else. Don't show up at the field. That's true. Yep. Agreed. All Matt, right. what about you? What's your biggest pet peeve about big games? Uh, porta potties. I don't like them. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, we well should said. actually. Yes. What about you, Matt? Me. Other Matt? Me? Uh, I would have to say first strike rounds. I can't stand them. You got some. Usually, they they have their purpose. They're meant for long range shots. Fine, but you've got some jackass loading them in their. Donkey. Their pistol. Donkey. And shooting you at from five feet. True. But that goes back to the jackassedness, right? Right. So you know that you know yeah. you know what the the round or the projectile is capable yeah. of. So be respectful on the field, both in behavior and in, in words. And that, that goes really that goes back to that goes back to more paintball etiquette. That goes back to chronographing your 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 marker at the at the field field limit. That goes back to your rate of fire. Do you need to really shoot 15 balls a second in a big game? Really, when guys are using mechanical guns, can you not live with 10, 10 shots a second or eight? You know, a guy with a Tipman A5 or a 98 or a Cronus or the Stormer, he can pull, you know, he can pull eight or 10 shots a second. I think that's a reasonable, that's a reasonable speed. You don't need to be out there ramping, shooting somebody up that's playing a big game. Again, big games are fun. I get there's a certain level of competitiveness and people want to win, but there is a, there is a certain amount of etiquette as well in yeah. playing paintball. And I, I think I think some of that is lost, but you know what? On, on the weekend at, at Red Dawn, even though it was cold and it was winter and it was snow, people were smiling. I, exactly. I think... I think there was a fair amount of paintball etiquette. There was not a lot of donkeys out at Red Agreed. Dawn. As much as they needed to use mules to move the supplies around through the mountains of Colorado, and the Russians parachuted them in, and the Cubans brought the donkeys up, you know, for the battle. But anyway, I, I was pr I was pretty happy. There was a reasonable so, amount of paintball etiquette. Yeah. Sorry, so people, no, no, people were excited about being out, uh, particularly in our neck of the woods, because. Um, They've been playing indoor for a while, right? So they want to get out. They want to be outside playing. So the temperature was low as well, right? So we all know, we've all experienced this. When the temperature goes up, so the temperatures and stuff like that as well, yeah. right? So people were excited about being out. So I hope people hold on to that uh, that feeling of why you got into the sport, why you play it. 
uh, that sportsmanship, the camaraderie, whether that is with your opponent or with your teammate, and embrace that for the entire 2020 season, uh, regardless of how hot it gets. Uh, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Nice. Oh, that's on, good. Donk that, nice. You know what? On that note, we are running late. So no, we how could be... we be? Uh, it's time. Because Master Todd's okay. not here. So, is, you know, there, is there really week 59? So I would encourage you, if you have any jackass friends, tell them to stay home and just continue to enjoy the sport and make it fun and enjoyable for everybody else. Jimmy Church. Is that a good wrap-up then, Matt? It's a good yeah, wrap say up. your goodbyes. And, oh, uh, Jimmy Churchill said getting bunkered with first strike run, rounds is not very fun, even though they have high frangibility. George uh, George Hay has one of my favorite ones, and I know George Hay does a lot of t uh, teching and a lot of stuff uh, at big games. He says, don't bring your marker to a tech to clean it. Have some pride in your gear and clean it yourself. Well said. And, and with Monday that, night thank you night. to everyone who liked and shared the show. As usual, the rest of you, you're dead to us. Um, hopefully, we'll still see you next week, though. No, there's um, no show next week. I don't. Oh, it. that's right. Yes, yeah. definitely no show next. Oh, next right. week we're doing a little bit of the rewind. Yeah. So. Rewind, Joe. Oh, guys, thanks for tuning in. Girls, thanks for tuning in tonight. Uh, thanks for listening to our Red Dawn podcast. Gavin's here. Josh is here. Uh, visit us next at uh, Paint Fest at Flaggers Out There. We're going to try to grow the sport. Bring a nice. friend. New player, free entry, free rentals. Come on out. And we have March break specials. All March break at Flaggers Indoor. Get out and play paintball. Hashtag help make paintball cool again. Pew, pew. And again, to just echo everything, what everybody was saying, thank you for joining us. In even though Todd was not here, he got a case of the Floridas. Um, we seem to pull off a show, so there's a lot going on this evening. Thank you for your contributions in the chat and for what you've sent in. Make sure you hit like and share. Download the podcast because some podcast extra coming up. Thanks for joining us. Don't be a freeloader. If you liked what you hear, make sure to hit the share button below. Also follow us on our social media outlets like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, ICQ, and now MySpace. If you want to join the conversation, post your comments and we might read them on the show. Okay, so we're back on. Welcome oh. back. This is the podcast extra. Oh, uh, So we got into a little bit of a, well, at least I say we, but I sort of uh, poked the bear a bit about um, the donkey, the donkey about okay. Jack Jackasses showing up in the field. So, um, how do you deal with them? I, it's it's tough. There's um, Do, uh, usually there's one or two guys on each team. Like typically, I find when it's a, a Jackass, it's not a single standalone person. It's usually one person that's a with a group of donkeys. donkeys. Um. <laughs> I mean, there's typically one person in that group that you can walk up to and just say like, "Hey, can you like take it down a notch? Can yeah, you can. take it down a notch? Can you steer them in a different direction? Can you maybe like, can you guys maybe go just cool off in the parking lot for ten minutes or something, or or you know, just go, go away and let everybody else in the field get back <laughs> on and for half an hour or something? Just are you finding you know, people chill, receptive like to that? that? Because okay. I'm finding there's a Xbox online mentality a lot oh there is uh, with, uh, with respect so to nice. big games and, and paintball in general some fields cater to that they allow that to happen uh, and so when people travel around what they don't recognize is as much as you trash talk and you try to do crap on the field you can get punched in the face oh yeah and so I think that is what's lacking a lot 
the good old-fashioned punch in the face for bad behavior. I think. I don't think. I'm just saying that. <laughs> I don't know. That's a. Uh, Obviously, I, I, I don't endorse punches in the face. Punches in the face. I think. I think groin you know, punches. I fully support. Or hopper, punch? hopper kicks. I, I think you really need to go back to a, a code of a code of conduct. Some some paintball etiquette. I think you know in the rules you could probably the rules could probably do with a little bit of hey don't do this not like hey, not like, hey. hey don't like <laughs> don't do this don't do that you know a few a few bullet points of things to do and it should probably be posted just for a reminder um but uh, you know if all fields and everybody adopted you know five or ten bullet points you know it's like a like a ski hill a ski hill has the um I don't know what it's called. I forget the the skiers' code of conduct or whatever, the, whatever. But he could come up with something, and all all fields could in, endorse. You know, keep your goggles on, use a barrel plug, don't overshoot, no ramping. But it, you know, there was some consistent. If there was con- some consistency in the industry, I think is what is sure. what you need. But I also think individual players need to be accountable. So if you are playing, and your whether it is by your organized team that arrived or some by fluke happen to be wearing the same armband as you and you see jackass behavior call him on it regardless of yeah. your teammate or not stop your game and call him on it and, 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 and check that behavior that's true no right. yes yeah no yeah, I, I, I totally agree I think it takes a community to not only grow the sport which people hate hearing uh, but to regulate and set a culture uh, yeah. that's going to be inclusive for everybody and, to, and, and to it, participate I, in I kind of think that if your local field would do you know rules like joe said and then incorporate some type of code of conduct or something like talk about a little bit of reason not necessarily like lecture people and say this is a you know respect for the game type thing but i think if you're you know little david's mom who's out there for his birthday party and you hear the ref go over the things like don't take your goggles off don't do this don't do that and say okay we're here for fun this is how you have the most fun playing paintball right make rounds fast and quick don't wipe don't drag play on get it done and over it that way you can play more in the day you can do more right if you get uh, into this mentality of helping people have more fun i think maybe you know david's mom's gonna tell johnny's mom johnny's mom's gonna tell elizabeth's mom and then so on and so forth and you know the next thing you know you've got this larger community of paintball players actually having more fun Okay, here I found it. It's called the Alpine Responsibility Code. It's got a little graphic of some people skiing and snowboarding. There are elements of risk that are common sense and personal awareness that can help reduce. Regardless of how you decide to use the slopes, which we can even change, always show courtesy to others. Please adhere, please adhere to the code listed below and share with others the responsibility for the safe experience. Number one, always stay in control. You must be able to stop or avoid other people or objects. Two, people ahead of you have the right of weights, your responsibility to avoid them. Three, do not stop where you obstruct a trail or not visible from above. Four, before starting downhill or merging onto a hill, look up the hill and yield to others. <laughs> Whatever. Like, but okay, so there, there's, there's jackass. Okay? So there's, there's, ten of, there's ten of these codes. And it, you know, at the end it says, know the code and be safety conscious is your responsibility. So we could we not come up with a paintball responsibility code? I don't see why not. Hopefully Something. in fewer bullet points. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how, well, how, be like and less about trailers. Yeah, and, we, and we can't put them on social media if we call them bullet points. 
True. Oh, so we'd have to call them nerve points. Circle points. <laughs> we'd have to call them round points. <laughs> so that, you know, just we some. We could have the five safety pins so of paintball. So you can come up with ten, 10 or eight, eight bullet points for the paintball responsibility code. And that would be a code that all paintball fields could adhere to. That would be a start in in unifying the industry and getting everybody on board. Yeah, I, I would agree. Absolutely. I'm going to send myself an email. Good for you. <laughs> now you're, now, and the other one is always patronize Joe. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last nerd we're, point. We're on top of that. <laughs> Todd can make the graphic, which he won't like. But whatever, we'll get one done. You could just have that laminated and posted on I, a building as well in the in the stationery right by the chronograph range. You could have it where people are checking in in a, in a couple places, right beside yeah. your at the urinal because you don't want to make eye contact with the guy next yeah, to you, so you get something else to read. The, looking at the Alpine <laughs> responsibility code as opposed to his squeegee. <laughs> I could just I could just see it, Matt. Now Matt's code of conduct for outhouse usage. <laughs> no, looking at his squeegee. <laughs> Keep your wiener Keep your, your eye on the prize, boys. Trousers. It's okay. It's a 50 cal squeegee. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it stays oh. stay more 43, but yeah, <laughs> you're being a little generous. I'm going to do this. Good for you, Joseph. Thanks, Gavin. But I think 2020 is the year that we hold other people accountable for their bad behavior and yes. not just sort of suck it up and say, oh, those guys are jerks. Stop what you're doing and say, hey, Slow down on firing on that little Timmy, right? Um, huh? Let's not. W hey, I saw you wipe that. You're out. Leave, right? Call people out on their misbehavior, and hopefully that can regulate or help them learn that this is not a part of the game. This is outside of the game, and you're ruining it for everybody. Yeah, and if it's one of your teammates, you know, I've I've said this before. I've been sitting there playing in a bunker, and I, you know, you turn around, and you say, Kaz. Your head on the shoulder, dude. <laughs> Just listen. I got this shit on lockdown. Go to the staging area. Get, you know, have a drink. Hit on some moms. Refill your air. Get some more paint. Bring me a bottle of water. I'll be right here when you get back. You know, but and sometimes he, he does come back, and other times he's just, you know, lost in the urinal. So. But I also want to say that teams should hold other teammates accountable. Yeah. If you're an organized team, you're traveling together, it's guilt by association. Do you want a representation to the entire paintball community as a bunch of jerks? Or do you want to say, hey, these guys are stand-up people, great players, sportsmanship, who are always promoting and supporting everybody in the sport and not giving it a black eye? Yeah, That's true. And, and, and don't forget, too, if you're playing on some type of an established team, often you are playing under somebody's banner, whether it's EG whether it's flag raiders, field, whether yeah, it's a true. field, yeah. whether it's a company, whether it's Eclipse, like you're representing that company. You've got their logos plastered all over your jerseys. And if you're the guys in the corner wiping all that stuff, you just you make your sponsors look like enemies. Absolutely. That's a valid point. Now, you could do what all our sponsors do and sponsor us because all we do is hang out in the staging area. But we look good. And eat food. We do. And eat food. And talk what, about what Gus's fried chicken. So Gus's. I'm okay. You talked about Gus's again. Uh huh. I'm quite upset that I didn't bring a damn cup home. I bet. As am I. I bet if you mail them, like a self-addressed envelope with whatever, they'll send you a cup. I don't. Yes, think but so. Matt, they also want to send us some fried chicken. And the whole <laughs> point of going to Gus's fried chicken is to get Gus's acquire and consume 
fried chicken. You know what? I will hire a private jet to get you guys down to Memphis again. And uh, and security? <laughs> no, I can't afford security. But he got podcast but money? Come jet, on. Yeah. So I do. I, private I do, jet. Are you just saying that because Todd's out learning how to fly? I want to give a shout out to Gus's <laughs> fried chicken. So, yes, we did go back twice. And the second night, we're, they were far more receptive to us arriving and dining than the first night. So we arrived about 15 minutes before closing. <laughs> and we asked, um, what happens when you close in 15 minutes prior to placing your order? She said, well, you can't kick us out. And that was the green light for us to <laughs> settle in. No, it wasn't that. She said, I think she said we can't legally kick you out. Well, yeah, Did she not? She said something was, along the lines of the kitchen closes at whatever in 15 yeah, minutes. Yeah, but we can't. But I never I, heard in my were, entire they life. They were pretty gracious. They were, Come but on. I never heard in my entire life anybody sweeping so angrily. <laughs> yeah, there <laughs> was some angry sweeping yeah. going on. But I mean, they welcomed us back the next night, and we were there well before closing, and we ate. So guess this fried chicken. I love you. Thank you for accommodating a bunch of Canadians there. Uh, your food is fantastic, and I'm looking forward to maybe a franchise here, hopefully. Yeah, I don't know if you could do that. Maybe it could. Well, the big thing now is all the Chick-fil-A's popping up in Canada. There's, how many, there's only two. I, well, it's happening. I it have, begins. I have been to the one in Toronto, Toronto, and it is good. It's not the same as the one in the States, but I think it's one of those things where after the restaurant's been there for like a little yeah. while, it might... We turn out to two, be Gavin. just, I'll look just like um, I'm just looking at the cups right now that I took a picture of and not t- not not brought home with me. <laughs> if you haven't eaten at Gus's, you haven't eaten fried chicken, and yeah. I would freaking agree. And I just want to post that up. If we left from here right now to get to Gus's fried chicken, by the time we arrive, it would actually be closed because that drives 14 hours and 13 minutes. Well, what oh, about so. a breakfast chicken? I don't know if they're open for breakfast. Hang on. I don't think they are. <laughs> They'd be some bad, badass frying. Be some very angry sweeping if we showed up and they were still open. And one thing, because it, it wasn't great for us to walk around Memphis, we didn't have the uh, chicken skin sandwiches. Oh, that's true. Are those we actually real or is that just like an urban legend? I don't know. Somebody posted that it was there. Sounds kind of neat. So okay. what did, what show did we just do? We just did show 451. 451 and then 314 podcast, or something. That's pretty crazy. 315, wasn't it? Yeah, 315. Matt, Matt's the mathematician. <laughs> yeah, he's the numbers guy. He's the numbers now, guy. Now, Gus's fried chicken is world famous. It is world famous. They have Well, I can say world famous. I'm world famous Gavin. Franchise. <laughs> they I'll have, put it on a cup. They have, they have chicken, chicory. Oh. They Please have, note, due to the incredible response to our franchise opportunity, we're not currently accepting application for franchises. Well, Gus can only teach so many people a year. Gus. Oh, we did ask. Him oh, he was there. there's one in Detroit, Michigan. Would it be the same? Who cares? Oh no! Ask George. Hey, hey. Um, the podcast one, audience one? as a whole must be just loving every <laughs> second of this. Whatever. We're talking about paintball. Where's we Matt, did talk, where's we that Tipman Stormer? Paintball. Matt has the Tipman Stormer Elite, which is the dual mag fed. No one can see it because this is really the podcast extra, but I'm holding it. It's a scripted it. video. <laughs> it's pretty descriptive. It's black polymards. It's got... He holds real, the gun tactically. Re- really, really <laughs> fantastic <laughs> flip-up sight. So it's, you know, they did a good job with the sights. The shroud is a single button release, and the front shroud comes off. You can disassemble it in, in near minutes and put it down so it all fits nicely into a... 
paint a paint box. box. <laughs> and that's how I brought it in here because I'm thinking, how can I transport this thing? Because I don't have a gun. Whoops. I don't have a gun <laughs> bag, but it'll, it'll all go in my, my paint box and break down. It would even fit in something You know what? We smaller. heard gun bag and paint box and no dings. Oh, yeah. Really? You guys are really? off the game. Dude, I am looking up where Gus's fried chicken is in Detroit, and it's two minutes over the border. Is it really? Oh, but how good would it be compared to the... It's three hours away. <laughs> you guys... <laughs> <laughs> That's how good. Maybe we could go there. Like a road trip. A road trip to Gus's fried chicken. George I am Hay would so meet hungry us there. right now. Any, anything to declare? That's tasty fried chicken. Some, chicken, <laughs> some fried chicken. Are you bringing any food home with you? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Just empty cups. Is there one in Buffalo by any chance? No. I did not see one in Buffalo. Ooh. Is there anything in New York State? Uh, I didn't. I don't think I saw anything in New York. Yeah. All right. What time is it, Matt? It's garbage night. Yeah. Well, we've been at this for a good like 10, 15 minutes. Okay. Uh, Texas, California. That's all you get tonight, Georgia, folks. Yeah, we're gonna cinch up our stuff Chicago. and do do more stuff. <laughs> <laughs> And we're gonna a whole carry lot of stuff. A whole uh, lot of stuff. What Todd? state is MI? Missouri. 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 Or Michigan. No, Michigan. Yeah. MO is Missouri. Yes, sorry. Yeah. What's, M- what's MD? Maryland. 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 There does not appear to be any in. What New about New PA? York. That's uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, nope. <laughs> okay. Well, then we'll have to go to Michigan to Detroit. Yeah. Go see George. There's actually a. two in okay. Michigan, there's one in Westland. I don't know where that Westland. is. Westland. I know where Detroit is. Anyways, have a good All night, right. everyone. All right. Thanks so much, folks. Peace Bye. Out.